Fire and the Flood Part 3 of the Fiends with Benefits series A Good Omens Potfic Written by Verdant Valpus And read by Literarian Chapter 27 The Form of Things Unsaid Summary Crowley and Zira debrief over lunch. Everything seems like it should, except the demon clearly has a bee in his bonnet about something. Crowley finally confronts Zira over the whole flashes of love thing. It goes better than expected. Content warnings. Explicit sexual content and eldritch sex. The first day of the rest of their lives. The afternoon of the first full day after the unending of the world turned out to be very lovely indeed, despite having a stressful start. Zira had been fretting all morning that Crowley wouldn't show, and his agitation had resulted in him jittering his way to their meeting spot over an hour early. He had stopped himself from ringing the demon several times last night, knowing Crowley would likely be sleeping off the day. He scolded himself quite severely the third time he'd smacked his own hand away from the telephone. It was one night. Surely he could manage to be away from Crowley for one night. Except that everything felt rather different now on the other side of Armageddon. Entirely freeing and exciting, but also a bit lonely. Truthfully, that freedom was more than a little terrifying. Also, a niggling suspicion had once again taken root that Crowley wasn't all right. The whole business had him tittering nervously to himself on the park bench while chronically checking his watch for the time. Then he spotted Crowley across the park and his collie wobbles vanished like magic. Crowley was striding towards him with his usual slouchy swagger, a dark shape against the vivid colours of the park, hands thrust into his trouser pockets. He had changed his shirt. Well, of course, he had changed his entire outfit. Crowley was always very tidy. Except for his hair, which never managed to stay in place, so it went without saying that he'd have summoned up a fresh set of garments, especially after... Never mind. It was the colour that stood out. Crowley had favoured dressing in fine dark suits with a crisp white shirt and black tie, although his tie had been red on occasion. He still wore the black suit and tie, but the dress shirt was a deep, rich red that managed to look both powerful and passionate against his tawny skin. He saw Crowley notice him, and a wave of adoration flowed from him at the way Crowley's face brightened. The gleaming smile, the friendly wave. 
they chatted as easily as they always did. They debated and bickered as they always did. Then Crowley distracted him with lunch, as the demon always did, and Zira accepted immediately, as the angel always did. But even as they sat at their usual table and sipped their usual coffee and tea, something about the demon seemed off, but he couldn't quite put his finger on what. Zira would touch Crowley's hand, and Crowley would smile at him. Zira invited him back to the shop for a drink, and Crowley accepted with a lopsided grin and a relieved huff of laughter. Yet there remained a strained aloofness between them which ached. Now that they were comfortably seated in his back room with glasses full, a strange silence floated over them. Crowley had vanished his glasses in deference to Zira's preference to see his eyes. Those eyes now peered brutally into his scotch, which he swirled around his tumbler without drinking. Zira narrowed his eyes, pursing his lips in consternation. He'd been right once again. Something was clearly bothering the demon, and now Zira was going to have to ferret it out of him one way or another. There would no doubt be a row too, because heaven forbid Crowley make something easy for them for once. I can see that you're troubled, he began, pulling Crowley's attention away from whatever dark thoughts were haunting him. I won't pry, he continued, knowing that was an outrageous lie, but it did seem polite. I just can't help but worry that you might be somehow upset with me. He waited and watched as Crowley inwardly mounted his defense. The pinched brows and tense shoulders. The minute hiss between sharp white teeth. Next would come the denial and the attempted distraction. Flashes of love, Crowley muttered instead setting his drink down while rudely upending Zira's expectation with a random non-secretor. I'm sorry, he began, but suddenly Crowley flew to his feet and rounded on him angrily. Flashes of sodding love, he shouted as Zira plastered his back against his chair in surprise. That's what you said the other day and bloody Tatfield in it. You sensed flashes of love. You can sense love. Zira stared at the furious demon, completely confused. He had a vague memory of this conversation while they drove pell-mell through the countryside, but for the life of him he couldn't understand why it upset Crowley so. However, he seemed to be waiting on an answer, so... I'm an angel, Crowley, he explained slowly and gently, unsure what would set his friend off. Of course I can sense love. 
this was evidently not the right thing to say. Crowley howled an exceedingly filthy expletive towards the ceiling and began anxiously pacing the room. Zira could only blink in surprise, completely lost as to what was happening. The whole time, the whole time, Crowley wailed, then stopped dead in his tracks, visibly trying to rein himself in. No, no, I wasn't going to do this. I told myself I wasn't. My dear boy, Zira cooed softly as he slowly rose to his feet and approached the distressed demon. I assumed you knew I could do this. Why would it... Why would I know anything about it? Crowley snarled at him. I'm just a demon, aren't I? You said it yourself that you couldn't bother explaining it to me. Crowley, what are you talking about? Zira demanded, feeling this was going quite off the rails now. You're not making any sense. This isn't anything worth getting upset over. Not worth, <laughs> Crowley echoed with a nastily sarcastic laugh. Right, it's only that I felt that I loved you since the bloody wall in Eden. I didn't think a demon was supposed to love at all, let alone love a fussy angel, but I did. I thought maybe it was different, or maybe we were different, but apparently I've been deluding myself for the last 6,000 years, because in this whole time you could sense love, and you didn't. You didn't sense it from me, so... so maybe I made it up in my head. Stupid demon thinking he'd even recognize such a thing. I should have known. Of course I felt your love, Crowley. Zira barked, forced to raise his voice over the lunatic's ranting. Of all the ridiculous things to get in a tizzy about. He had half a mind to give the demon a good shake, but as his words sank in, Crowley seemed to shrink in on himself, and Zira felt very sorry for him instead. Wide Buttercup yellow eyes stared at him with such painful longing, and Zira understood at once how terrified Crowley was. He looked so hopeful, yet poised to flee. Zira kept still, opening his arms in invitation, but refusing to advance on his distressed friend. I felt it this deep, powerful sea of love for a very long time. I'm sad to say it took me a while to recognize that love was coming from you. I think I first realized after you rescued me from the library in Alexandria. But I can assure you, darling, that being a demon has done nothing to prevent you from feeling or deserving love. Uh, yeah, uh, dunno about deserving, Crowley mumbled, bashfully running a hand through his messy hair. 
Pretty sure you have a shelf of misprinted Bibles over there that say otherwise. He'd clearly been meaning this as a jest, a weak attempt to break the tension thrumming between them, or an apology for his outburst. Zira was familiar with these Crowleyisms and decided not to let him off the hook just yet. They were at a crossroads now, their love for each other had come to light, and if he let this moment slip away, he would regret it. You realize you've admitted out loud that you love me, he prompted softly unable to stop himself from smiling at the way Crowley flinched. Since Eden, he said. You might have told me that you knew, he snapped. Oh, really? Zira retorted wryly. I ought to have commented on your emotions when you hadn't said anything about them first. How would that have gone? Crowley made the sour face he always made when Zira landed a valid point he didn't wish to concede to. Zira noted the minor victory anyway. Might have saved me from this bloody identity crisis, Crowley grumbled petulantly. Centuries of arguments behind them had taught the angel a thing or two about how Crowley worked. Zira knew better than to assume he had completely figured his demon out, but he was wise enough to know that what Crowley didn't say could be just as important as his words and how he said them. Zira had confronted Crowley with his oceanic love, and he had half expected the habitual rebukes and demonic excuses that he was nasty to the core and yalla snip snarl snap. Crowley had put his back up, most certainly, but he hadn't denied it. That was nearly as good as admitting it, and likely just as terrifying. So of course Crowley would prefer the relative safety of bickering. Anything else would likely send him into full retreat. Well then, Zira would meet him on his level, face snark with snark, but only until he evened the playing field with a confession of his own. Identity crisis? He gasped with false concern. Why, Crowley, do you not remember who you are? Crowley scowled and bristled at the mild teasing, shifting his defences and ready for a full row. Zira smiled. The demon never learned to recognize a faint attack. You are the most exceptional being I have ever known, he told him earnestly. My truest friend and ally, my dearest treasure, my beloved. Crowley seemed to short-circuit a moment, emitting a stuttering, confused sound and wobbling out of his unsteady defensive posture. Zira reached out to steady him, charmed by the violent blush across his lovely face. 
He knew this would be difficult for Crowley to hear, harder still for him to believe. It was going against everything they had both been taught. But Crowley loved Zira fiercely. He'd felt it himself. And he was finally free to accept the enormity of his own love for Crowley. Not as just a colleague or a mate. Not as merely someone with whom he could blow off steam. His beloved. Alarm bells were sounding inside Crowley's mind. Things had become too intimate, too dangerous, too fast. He felt exposed, precarious, volatile. He could go off at any moment, say something horribly stupid, or maybe that ship had already sailed, or do something irrevocable, destroying them both. He had to get them back to safer territory and fast. Deflect. Distract. And if that doesn't work, flee. All right, Angel, calm down, he drawled, breaking out his most charming smile. It's been a hell of a week and we're both glad it's over, but Beloved is laying it on a bit thick, in it. I like treasure, though. He let his smile slip into a saucy grin. You know, I look fantastic in a pearl necklace. That you do, Zira agreed, his eyes darkening lustfully. Crowley loosened his already loose tie, exposing his collarbone in a simple temptation. You're beautiful, my darling, Zira whispered huskily. But that isn't the only reason I adore you. Crowley felt himself flush, emitting a traitorous whimper at the praise before he could stop it. He quickly fixed his grin and switched tactics. You know what this all calls for? That bottle of... I love you, Crowley, Zira stated firmly. He just flung the statement down like a challenge in the middle of Crowley's attempted distraction. Crowley's grin slipped. The angel really wasn't cooperating. And when I say I love you, I don't mean because as an angel I feel love for all things. Zira continued, as though he could read Crowley's mind. I mean that I am in love with you. Romantically. Well, that didn't leave Crowley much wiggle room to manoeuvre, now did it? I'm sorry I brought this up, he growled, angry at how far sideways this evening had gone. The more the naff bastard said, the harder it would be for Crowley to fix this. You're clearly getting carried away. Slade anyway. I think maybe I should be getting on. 
Not before we have that dance you owe me, dearest. Zira's smile looked suspiciously smug as the gramophone in the corner rattled to life. Crowley considered himself snake-bite quick, but he'd barely processed Zira's words and the sudden soft music when he was snatched by the wrist and spun into the angel's arms. I've heard it said that angels don't dance. Crowley smirked at the angel. He was still wary of Zira's motives, but it was hard to resist the warmth of his strong body. Zira's rich chuckle vibrated against Crowley's chest, filling up the chill hollowness that had taken root inside him since the bookshop fire. As the numbness receded, Crowley braced for his darkness to reappear and press the scary emotions down, but his darkness had never been at his command. It evaporated when he looked for it, leaving him awash in the memory of the shop burning around him. He clutched the angel closer, burying his face in the ridiculous knit cardigan as much to fill his nose with Zira's comforting scent as to hide the wetness in his own eyes. You were gone, he rasped. The shop was in flames, and you were gone, I thought. I'm terribly sorry about that, love. Zira whispered into his hair. I'm here now. We're both going to be all right. This isn't dancing, you know? Crowley muttered sourly, severely disappointed that his various mental illnesses conspired to have him stop disassociating now. It's just hugging and swaying. Would you prefer we go on? You're a bastard. So I've been told. And perhaps it's true. I did say a rather vile four-letter word in mixed company yesterday. Crowley snapped his head off the angel's shoulder and pouted at him. I missed it. I'm afraid so. Would you say it again? I could be persuaded, I think. Oh, I like the sound of that, Crowley leered, feeling much better for standing and swaying in familiar territory once more. I possessed someone, Zira whispered. You did? I'm so proud of you, Crowley enthused, rubbing Zira's shoulders vigorously in congratulations. I didn't know angels could do that. Zira blushed prettily, and Crowley's chest ached from the swell of pride and affection for this muppet. I thought of you and was inspired, Zira murmured. Very inspiring. A sexy dark muse, me. Quite. And I realize that angels and demons aren't all that different, really. Well... If demons can possess a human, then why not an angel? 
and I was right. So you were. Here, let me lead a bit. Crowley smiled, taking Zira's hand and leading him into a slow, easy spin. Zira laughed and twirled for him, but his grip was firm once they came chest to chest once more, dissuading Crowley from trying it again. His expression softened into something kind but serious. Do you trust me, Crowley? Zira asked softly. I just committed treason with you, you naff pigeon. Be pretty stupid to throw my lot in with you as if I didn't trust you. Crowley teased, feeling very nervous despite his words. He did trust the angel. With his life. With the world. But this heavy question so soon after Crowley's uncomfortable overshare felt too coincidental. I'd like to try something, if you're willing to indulge me. Zira blushed, and his voice was a touch breathy and high. Crowley relaxed somewhat at the prospect of doing something instead of talking. At this point, he wasn't going to be picky about diversion. Anything would be better than being trapped in further conversation about feelings. Especially doing things that made Zira blush like that. Sure, Angel, he grinned. I'm fairly practiced at indulging you. You must promise me you'll tell me if you're at all uncomfortable. Zira pressed, his fingers tightening around Crowley's forearms as if to stress the seriousness of this request. Crowley nibbled his bottom lip, feeling the quiet stirrings of arousal. This kind of intensity from Zira usually led to confirmation of a safe word and then Crowley learning a new way to orgasm. Sure enough, Zira bent his head to look Crowley square in the eyes and said, I'll stop at once if you want me to. Just say the word. Crowley's cock pulsed, began to fill. It was a little embarrassing how easily the angel could turn him on after all this time. Yeah, he agreed, nodding emphatically. I'm up for anything you want to try. Should we go up to the bedroom, or...? He trailed off, uncertain, when Zira gently placed his hands on his shoulders and gave a reassuring squeeze. Crowley grunted in confusion, shot Zira a suspicious look, only to be stunned by the glow of divinity shining in those storm-grey eyes. He staggered backwards, more surprised than alarmed, but Zira's grip on him tightened, keeping him on his feet. Keeping him close as grace flowed around him. Uh, Crowley muttered, pausing to wet his suddenly dry lips. What's this then? 
Zira shushed him gently, his thumbs turning comforting, gentle circles against Crowley's trembling shoulders. He knew Zira's divinity wouldn't harm him unless the angel wanted it to, and he knew Zira didn't want it to, but his infernal nerves always recoiled in proximity to Zira's naked holiness. At least at first. Could I use the warning you were gonna let out your sunny smitey mojo? He grumbled, hoping to recover a bit of demonic dignity as the frightened trembling turned into a pleasurable whole-body shiver. What was it that Gabriel liked to say? Be not afraid. Just reminding you that smiting me at this point would be taking the bit of a bastard thing a touch far. You said you trusted me. Don't be an ass. Cause I bloody try. <laughs> His grousing turned into a needy, high-pitched whine as the grace shifted into something else. Something distantly familiar and achingly inviting. All his quips and grumbling evaporated as his eyes closed and a loud sigh whispered through his slack mouth. It felt simultaneously like the first gulp of cool lemonade on a parched throat and a fireside warmed blanket after being out in the snow. Crowley swayed on his feet, relaxing at once in absolute comfort. He slurred blissfully. Thanks. I'm glad, my dearest, Zira whispered in his ear. Crowley hummed contentedly at the realization that Zira was now hugging him against his strong body. At the moment, he'd like nothing more than to be one with the cream-colored cardigan. He smiled at the tickle of lips against his temple as the angel continued. Can you feel it, Crowley? <sighs> Crowley asked, nosing his way deeper into the yarn against his face. It was very soft cashmere, but nothing he hadn't felt be... Oh! Love! It wasn't Zira's grace giving him the best buzz of his life. It was his love! Crowley's spine immediately remembered how to backbone, yanking him somewhat upright so he could stare up into Zira's smiling face. He didn't bother trying to cover his astonishment. Love, he gulped. Zira's smile split into a blazing grin. The wetness brimming in his shining eyes could well have been in sympathy to the tears now rolling down Crowley's cheeks. I can... Oh, bloody... Uh, I'm a demon. I can't... You can! Zira cheered happily, wiggling like an absolute dog.
Crowley tried to frown at him, but it was useless. Zira was right. Yeah, he muttered, settling for smiling wryly instead. Guess I can. At least there wouldn't be any more massive revelations tonight. He couldn't imagine anything topping this. Demons can sense love. You can, Zira repeated a bit slyly. But I should think it might be difficult to dismiss my love for you now you've felt it for yourself. G uh, what? Crowley stammered in confusion. He glanced at the angel again in time to get walloped right in the face with another wave of love, love, love. His eyes widened in fresh awe. This wasn't just Zira's love, but his specific love for him. Angel, I... No. No words. Crowley shut his mouth and swallowed his usual fear-fueled jokes. He didn't want to squander this opportunity. Up until a moment ago, he had no idea he had the ability to feel this. To truly, honestly, know. And Crowley wanted to know everything, even if it hurt, even if it flung him from grace. Zira's love was complex. Exploring the depth of it would take more time and skill than he had, but even as the novice he was, he could feel the pain and fear in it. Or maybe that was because he was used to looking for those feelings that he found them so quickly. However quick Crowley would forever be to self-flagellate at harming his angel, there was no ignoring how small these hurts seemed now that he was face to face with the sheer magnitude of... admiration. Crowley could hardly believe it. The angel certainly hadn't let on that he admired Crowley, but here it was, coursing through him like liquid warmth. He saw himself through the angel's eyes, standing up against the tyrannies that Zira felt he himself was unable to. He felt courageous in a way he'd never considered. Reality was more complicated, of course. Crowley had his own reasons, or hells, for some of these feats, but he couldn't bring himself to refute all of them. It was odd how humbling the praise felt. Shouldn't he be getting a bit of an inflated ego from it all? Strange that all he could muster was gratitude. He tried to pull away from the admiration, only to face the angel's pride. Another blasted eye-opener. Golden, shining pride.
Not the cynical sort he was used to fostering in various damnable souls, but the kind that squeezed his heart and made his breath quicken like excitement. The angel was proud of him. It flowed hand in hand with his somewhat inflated sense of admiration. Suspended in it as he was, Crowley couldn't help but feel a swell of pride in himself as well. It was true that he'd faced an enormous amount of adversity and survived. He'd always considered it mere cunning, outsneaking the sneaky, but to Zira, Crowley was resilient and open. He'd come through it all without sinking into cynicism like the others did. He was special after all. You're a demon, and perhaps all the better for it, Zira seemed to be saying. I accept you as you are, love you as you are, because you are the demon you are, your own kind of demon. A better, special, wondrous creature. I love you. I love you. Angel, he groaned, overwhelmed by it all. It seemed like too much. It was too much, but he wanted it. He wanted more. But he couldn't accept this gift alone. Zira always had a way with words. He always knew the right thing to say. Crowley was a creature of instinct and action. And love too, he now knew. A love he couldn't possibly hope to properly express until Zira gave him this opportunity. Hell, he stuttered fighting a sudden wave of terror at the realization of what he was about to do. He trembled and shook, only to be held tighter in Zira's arms. The angel looked down at him with concern, silently asking if he should stop, but Crowley shook his head. Zira had literally laid his feelings bare to a demon. And Crowley now knew he could be brave enough to do the same. He raised up on his toes and pressed his lips to the angels in a kiss as frighteningly intimate as their very first. He felt the answering yield and pressure as Zira returned his kiss and moaned blissfully as he let his power flow amongst the weaves of divinity and mingle with them. They slid together like oil and water, swirling and dancing. There was no violence. There was no blight or smite. There was only them. Everything Zira was sharing with him. Everything he himself had to share. Oh! 
Zira gasped against Crowley's lips as a sudden wave of heat rushed through him from his tongue to his toes. He hadn't ever expected the demon to reciprocate. He'd only wanted to show the truth of his love in a way Crowley would hopefully not dismiss. But he shouldn't have been surprised that the demon would surprise him. Crowley had always been such a quick study after all. Why should this be any different? However, in his desperation to prove his devotion to Crowley, Zira had left himself woefully unprepared to receive Crowley's devotion in return. And now he was standing in an inferno of jagged emotions, all vying for his attention at once. See, 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 Crowley seemed to beg. Look at this, look at me looking at you. See what you are to me now, see what you are. Zira did see, and it was beautiful. Crowley had seen him struggling all along and admired his strength of conviction. He admired Zera's ability to walk the shaky, narrow line of sacred and sacrilege. Where Zera had only seen indecision and weakness, Crowley saw wisdom and beauty. Zira had figured Crowley was being kind by ignoring all those many chances to foment discord and shake his faith, but Crowley loved him for these moments. It would destroy me to see you fall, Crowley seemed to say. You're the best of heaven, having all the kindness and mercy an angel should. You played the long game better than any demon could, and it's because of your patience and wisdom that you survived. You're stronger than anyone I've ever known. I love you. I love you. Crowley, Zira croaked, overcome with pride. Even a single day ago, he'd been sure it would be lethal hubris to feel such pride in himself, but Crowley was right. He'd done the hard things and helped whenever he could. He defied heaven in his way, not least of all by loving as strongly as he loved. He had been so afraid, but that didn't make him a coward. One couldn't have courage without fear. Zira pulled his dearest demon closer, kissed him deeper, and let himself fall into the violent heat of him. And he felt no fear at all. Oh, holy hell! Crowley groaned, the words muffled and swallowed by the angel's molten kiss. What are you doing? Had opening himself up to Zira the way the angel opened himself to him been a mistake? It didn't feel like a mistake, but it did feel like they'd created an endless feedback loop that was rapidly getting out of their control. He should stop it.
He should. Shouldn't he? Only... Only he'd pushed his way beyond the admiration and pride, and now he was floating in a blissful bubble of affection. There were memories circling cyclone-quick, full of yearning, and that tore the heart of him to pieces and mended them at the same time. All at once it was clear that he had never been alone in wanting to stay whenever they were forced to part. All of his own secret hunger for the angel was mirrored here. Eons of pining for Crowley, the ache of it keener every time they parted. Crowley had hated how desperately he wanted to keep the angel close. He'd come up with the arrangement as much as an excuse to spend time with Zira as pure sloth. Although sloth was certainly a motivating factor, and now he saw Zira had agreed to it against his better judgment for exactly the same reason. Stay with me, Zira's heart thrummed at him. I feared holding on too tightly to such a wild and wonderful spirit, but oh, how I wish to never let you go. Crowley sighed, sinking deeper into the blinding vortex of Zira's power. Grace swallowed him whole, pulsing like a galactic heartbeat. He abandoned any sense of control and flung himself wide, breaking through the confines of his mortal vessel to twist and bend himself into the angelic weaves that loved him so. Hold on to me, he sobbed. Don't ever let go. I won't let go. Zira promised, his pleasured moan loud in his own ears. I have you, beloved. I've loved you forever. I'll love you forevermore. He couldn't be sure who left their cooperation first, for it seemed to happen simultaneously, but now they were flowing freely about the bookshop, untethered, wild and raucous and... Oh, Lord, it felt sublime. Better than unfurling his wings. Better than soaring. He was flying all the same, wrapped up in the deepest parts of Crowley, who was wrapped up in the deepest parts of him, and... Oh, Crowley! Strange that they should be completely incorporeal when they got around to looking at each other's desire, but here they were. Or maybe it wasn't strange, considering they were now more naked than they'd ever been before. Crowley looked down at their empty bodies, unharmed, although the power of their mingling had completely incinerated every stitch of their clothing. Nice, Crowley grinned, swishing around the man-shaped bodies and admiring them both. 
Zira had always said he was beautiful, but it wasn't until this moment that Crowley really understood. He'd figured he cut a fine enough figure to seduce mortals so long as he could hide his hideous eyes. But now, with Zira's point of view front and center in his mind, he could no longer find the ugliness in those bright yellow eyes. The color was like fresh lemons or summer buttercups. They made Zira happy in a way Crowley never believed he could. He saw the way his pupils dilated when he was excited and groaned in embarrassment that he'd failed so terribly to hide that from the angel. It was completely stupid because it gave too much of himself away and snake's eyes don't even do that. You know whose eyes do that? Stupid bleeding cats! And Crowley, evidently, because he was ridiculous. But Zira adored it. To the angel, it was playful and cheery and sweet. Crowley saw the adorableness of it, but didn't feel the subsequent cringe. He felt... He felt pleased that it pleased Zira. And then he saw the way the ink-black pupil rounded to swallow the lemon yellow when they were in bed together. The way his evident arousal made Zira feel powerful and sexy, which was only right because Zira was powerful and sexy and should know it. You're a fucking scythe, Angel. Look at you. Crowley moaned, more turned on without mortal hormones than he'd ever been inside his skin. No one makes me feel like this. No one takes me apart like you do. I want you all the time. Spy distracting. Angel, I want... I want you, you gorgeous beast, Zira growled, lazily chasing Crowley as they circled their own bodies. The corporations were locked in an intimate embrace, mouths pressed together, bodies pressed. <laughs> Look at you. Crowley was laughing, so Zira did. He saw the softness first and foremost and had to fight not to look away. He was supposed to keep his corporation in tip-top shape, but Zira was weak to pleasures of the flesh. He overindulged in wine and coffee and sweets. He loathed calisthenics as much as he hated jogging. There really was only one form of sweaty exercise he truly enjoyed. Crowley enjoyed it too, clearly. He saw the demon's desire for him much more acutely now in this shared space. When he looked at himself again, he saw the line of hard muscle under the softness. He felt the way his grip held Crowley down, strong yet gentle. Capable. 
Zira's body was big, powerful and capable. And Crowley loved every single inch of it. He loved to cuddle up against the warm softness. He loved to be manhandled by the steely strength. Love to get pounded into the mattress by your massive heavy cock, Crowley suggested without a trace of insincerity. Zira gasped and groaned as the demon's ferocious arousal washed through him. Oh, be careful what you wish for. Zira teased, wondering how he could feel so breathless when he no longer possessed lungs. I saw that, Crowley sighed. I'd walk around all day with your whopping great pole up my ass if I could. Crowley, Zira gasped, feeling a bit superheated. He swam closer to the frantic, zipping storm that Crowley appeared like in this form. The heavy black clouds danced with arcing bolts of vermilion lightning, but Zira was far too in love and, at the moment, far too lustful to be wary. As he came closer, he saw the lights less as threatening lightning and more like firing neurons of some giant cosmic brain. And it was sexy. You're so bloody weird. Crowley chuckled affectionately. You're a wonder. Zira responded, awestruck. From inside Crowley's cloud, he saw that the swirling black was really full of blues and greens and purples. Huh? Crowley murmured in quiet surprise. The colors brightened at once, as though praying for being noticed. They shimmered through the darkness in rippling waves like the aurora they watched so many years ago. A wonder, Zira whispered reverently. Yeah, you're not so bad yourself, Crowley murmured from somewhere deep within him. Another jolt of pleasure raced through Zira at the realization that he could, and had, fit the magnificence of Crowley within himself. Together they took in the gleaming expanse of him. He completely filled the bookshop, bleeding through the roof and walls. He stretched and felt mortals walking through him on the various streets of Soho, unknowingly receiving a small blessing in the process. You're incredible, Angel, Crowley told him earnestly. I think I might be, just a bit. Zira agreed, pulling himself back in before things got too far out of hand. He brought the aurora storm cloud along with him as he shrank back towards their bodies and uttered a bittersweet sigh as Crowley finally untangled himself and retreated to his own corporation. 
Zira followed suit, slipping back into his bones and slowly opening his eyes. Crowley was breathing heavily, his white, sunny eyes shining with excitement. Zira returned his smile. He knew. Crowley finally knew how much he was loved. That was like 5,000 orgasms in one go. Crowley barked, collapsing backwards onto the settee. Ah, Zira tried, feeling a bit stunned by the demon's simplistic takeaway. Crowley didn't notice, his eyes squeezed shut as he furiously throttled his straining effort. As if on cue, Zira looked down to notice his own weeping erection and had to bite back a pained moan. He crashed on top of Crowley, using the bounce of the creaking settee to flip Crowley on his belly before they settled into place again. Yes, yes, fuck me, yes! Crowley growled into the cushions. What was that about my whopping great? Please, Angel, I'm yours. I'm all yours. I love you, Crowley. Zira cried, moved to tears at once by Crowley's words. He kissed the back of his demon's neck, his shoulder, his ear, and nudged his slender thighs apart with his knee. Crowley moaned desperately, stealing any remaining vestiges of Zira's self-control. He pressed himself against the tight ring of muscle at Crowley's entrance, humming in gratitude at finding it already miracled slick and inviting. Crowley wasn't wasting any time, and neither would he. You're loved, he groaned, easing into the demon's body. Crowley yowled a sound of deep satisfaction and clawed at the blanket beneath him, arching his back hungrily. Yes, he hissed breathlessly. Love you, angel. You deserve this, Zira grunted, reaching around to tip Crowley's face up by the chin and kiss him thoroughly as he slowly bottomed out. Crowley moaned beautifully for him, breaking the kiss to gasp and moan again. I deserve this, he cried, pressing his hips back and thrusting Zira deeper. Fuck, I'm in love with a bleeding principality and I... Ah, uh, I do. I do deserve you, Angel. I'm worthy of your love and I want it. Oh, Crowley, Zira groaned. His hips snapped, fairly beyond his control, chasing an almost desperate release. And I, you, my sweet dear demon, I'll give you every part of me. Brave, wily, oh, how are you still so tight, Z, my love? 
Crowley's body gripped him tightly, sucked him in. Zira gripped Crowley tightly in return, digging his fingers into the taut muscles at his bicep and hip. He felt as though he were in the midst of a storm, a wild frenzy overtaking him as he hammered Crowley into the protesting settee. Crowley's voice was breaking, loudly crying his devotion and love, and Zira felt full to bursting with joy and pleasure beyond anything he'd ever known. When the tension finally snapped, Zira felt a pulse of divine energy shoot through him, a searing pain pleasure exploding in his back as he thrust deeply, and screamed. Feathers drifted around him. He heard the crash of a bookshelf falling over. But he couldn't be bothered to take his eyes off the way Crowley's skin glistened. The way the muscles moved in his back as he twisted in pleasure under the angel's weight, this golden skin sweat-drenched but unblemished. The holy water scar had vanished. The delight that inspired set Zira off again. His orgasm seemed to go on forever, filling the demon with spend, fucking it back into him. It was glorious and primal and oh! Great black wings exploded from the demon's back, smacking Zira fully in the nose as they expanded in a spread of shining ebony feathers. Crowley arched violently, fangs bared in a silent scream as his body clenched and spilled. Zira could barely concentrate on his broken nose, which healed itself nearly instantly anyway, enjoying the splendor of Crowley's climax while still blissfully coming down from his own. He held his lover as he gasped and gulped, ready for the trembling that would inevitably follow a release like this. Crowley had barely caught his breath before he choked on a broken sob and dissolved into tears. Zira tucked his face into the back of his demon's neck and cried with him. He swept his wings over the shivering demon to further protect him, which resulted in another crash and the shattering of glass. Crowley sniffed and opened his eyes in alarm at the intrusive sound. Zira winced in pain. Something was poking into his wing. Uh, Crowley muttered, quickly scrubbing his eyes dry. Um. Zira winced again and slid free of Crowley's body so they both could sit up and inspect the damage. He let himself be distracted first by admiring the faint bruises on Crowley's hip from his fingers and the somewhat obscene amount of fluid leaking from his round backside. 
It was a lovely sight, but he was just distracting himself from the wreck he suspected they'd made of his shop. Uh, Crowley said again. Your wings. That snapped Zira out of his dithering. He instinctively lifted his wings for inspection, dragging them across another shelf, which teetered precariously before Crowley stilled it with a miracle. Zira would be grateful later, but for now he was simply in awe. His wings were huge. They shone in the sunlight streaming through the domed skylight, the flight feathers snowy white, soft, and easily 50% larger than they had been. His greater wingspan had resulted in one tipped shelf and two broken wine glasses, a large shard of which was now stabbed into his wing. Zira shook it out, and it healed immediately. Well, that was... Crowley trailed off with a shrug. I don't know what that was, but it was... Intense, Zira offered with a shaky smile. Really great, Crowley finished with a bashful smile. Zira grinned and pulled Crowley into a tight hug. It was he agreed. Looks like you might have leveled up, Crowley murmured contentedly, while giving one of Zira's secondary feathers a gentle tug. Hmm. Zira nodded tiredly. He felt thoroughly exhausted now that the excitement was over. You as well, my love. Crowley's scar was... Indeed, gone. But that was only the start of his transformation. His wings had changed as well. While his wingspan had remained the same, his ink-black feathers now shone with a brilliant iridescence. Well, that's humiliating. Crowley grumbled sourly, flicking his wing as though he could shake the shine from his feathers. It's lovely, Zira insisted. It reminds me of the Aurora Borealis. Crowley frowned thoughtfully at that before shrugging and folding his new wings up and tucking them away. My scar's gone. Let's see your fur. Zira gasped excitedly and drew his foot up, but the hellfire scar remained, puckered and pink, marring the skin on his arch. Oh, Crowley whispered, that's hardly fair. Grief radiated from his wide, expressive eyes. Grief and deep remorse all over again. Zira quickly put his foot down, hiding the scar. We don't know what it was that we did that changed our wings and healed your scar. Zira reasoned, hugging Crowley to him once more. 
but I can't imagine anything bad coming from sharing ourselves as we did. This little scar hardly troubles me any more, and you, my dear, are more precious to me than anything in the world. <clears throat> Crowley said. Do you doubt it? Zira smirked knowingly. Do you need another demonstration? Doubt I'd survive it. <laughs> no. Crowley laughed. Mm, bless it. Getting hard again just thinking about it, and I don't think I've even finished draining from the last time. He pantomimed looking behind him to Zira's distaste and, secretly, pride. Perhaps a shared bath, then? Zira offered, scooping his dripping demon up to show off his strength and new impressive wingspan. Crowley saw through him at once. Of course he did, and smiled wryly. Look at you, preening, he smirked. You bring out the worst in me, Zira murmured, kissing his nose before tucking his wrecking ball wings back into the ether. He'd deal with the destruction later. He was desperate for a hot soak and a rest. And Crowley. Always Crowley. He carried the demon away from the spilled books and wine, the broken shelves and glass, the stained carpet and settee. He walked them up to the brightly lit flat, warmth, safety, love. Their future wasn't looking so uncertain at all anymore. They were Zira and Crowley, and they were together. Together, together. On their own, same side for once. In love.